Welcome podcast listeners to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. I'm your host, Phoenix. Um, so guys, uh, I'm very lucky to have Chris John Riley and uh, Ben Akidis Liga on from BrewCon. Um, could, uh, for the HPR guys that haven't caught you guys before on the, the Hacker Public Radio uh, podcast, Chris, could you introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, my name's Chris Riley. I work for a uh, bank in Austria as a penetration tester. And Benny? Um, I'm a security professional uh, by day, security blogger and uh, event organizer by night. Well, thanks very much, guys, for hopping on to, to the, the call with me. Um, for regular podcast listeners, you may have may recognize Chris's voice and Benny's voice. Uh, I've spoken to, to to these people before. Um, for you guys that don't know, Benny has just survived BrewCon, I think is the best way of putting it. Uh, Benny was one of the organizers. Uh, and I, Chris, was also at BrewCon as well. Uh, and at the last call, we talked about um, how BrewCon was coming on and how I'd kind of like to get Chris's feedback from BrewCon. Um, and then he, he said maybe we could talk about getting Benny back on. And Benny, the legend that he is, agreed to come back on. So first and foremost, Benny, congratulations on BrewCon. How did you think it went? Uh, it went uh, great. First first of all, I have to thank uh, four other people. Uh, Peter uh, Danieux, Sebastian Leesneider, Philippe Weitens and Philippe Bogart uh, are the, the four crazy people uh, who got, got together with me and, and started discussing it. And then the whole team of volunteers that that followed in the months uh, afterwards because people kept saying like we can't believe it that it's your first conference it's like you've been uh, it's your fourth edition you've been uh, running for four years and that's that's one of the biggest compliments i had after the conference and chris um how are you surviving after attending pretty much every hacking conference that would let you in you being it <laughs> yeah, and I think I've been to every single conference, um, well, almost every single conference that's been available worldwide over the last six weeks. Um, yeah, I know, BrewCon for me was a, a really special event. I mean, there are lots of people there I know. It seems that at least 90% of all security professionals in Europe seem to live in Belgium. Um, at least most of the people I know seem to live in Belgium, and it was really nice catching up with everyone again. Um, and I mean, I can only echo what other people at the conference have said. Is like no one believed it was the first time that BrewCon had run. And I mean, things. Uh, some of the other conferences I've been to have been a lot, you know, a lot worse in the organisational point of view than, than BrewCon is. I mean, BrewCon's kind of come from nowhere and has you know run so smoothly and so well. And all of the speakers who I talked to were just you know, overwhelmed with it, and it is definitely coming back next year. It's like best conference we've ever had. I think uh, Jason E. Street said it was one. It's like the best conference he's been to. So you know, it's a, it's a great compliment. I mean, from from the sidelines, um, BrewCon was for, for me. I, I you know a, a a slow beast almost. You know, you you heard it rumbling for a while, and then when it when it came closer to it, it seemed like everyone was really excited. The BrewCon was coming, um, and a lot of people were really looking forward to it. Did that kind of um, atmosphere transfer to the, to the conference itself? Then was was everyone kind of really jigged to be there? Well, I mean, I think the, even the speakers are really excited. I mean, you, um, 
if you if you're actually at the event, you got to see Chris Gates and Chris Nickerson um, kind of joining together their two talks because they were so excited about doing the talks. They were kind of exchanging slide decks before the event to say, "What do you think of this? How does this fit with your stuff?" Um, and Chris Gates did a great talk on uh, open source information gathering, um, which kind of slotted in very nicely with Chris Nickerson's follow-up on um, social engineering, red teaming, and, and kind of using the information um, gathering phase and then kind of taking it to the next level and kind of moving into the you know kind of one-on-one -on -one, um, social engineering aspect of it. And you could just see the excitement from the people there. It was you know kind of a, a one-time only opportunity to see the speakers really talking about things that they're really, really interested in instead of the kind of static defcon you must break something and give us an exploit they were really talking about stuff that was was really interesting to them and it really showed through benny um, i think we had a carry on benny sorry mate no problem uh, i think we had a good mix of speakers who we were really fortunate uh, i think because of sebastian work uh, works also for the OASP conference and yeah i think we all uh, work uh, in the security industry and know some people and i spam a lot on twitter and, and actually that got us uh, in contact with some great speakers and we had a great selection and a lot of visitors uh, said that, that the overall uh, quality was, was really good so uh, even the volunteers were asking me the day afterwards well when do we start for the next one and i was like <laughs> let me sleep for a week <laughs> and uh, we'll talk about it benny um can i ask you how much of your own conference did you actually see um not a lot yeah i i i had this sneaky feeling um I mean, I, I, I think about um, 10 minutes was the most I saw of uh, every presentation uh, because I was just uh, walking around and, and checking uh, with all the teams, like, did every, everything start on time? Uh, did uh, everybody show up? Uh, also for the catering for the bar. Uh, we had several workshops uh, because the venue only had one really, really big and beautiful presentation room. Um, and we wanted to do something else, and, and but I had a, a lot of meeting rooms, a lot of smaller rooms that were ideal for for workshops. So we we did a lot of uh, workshops, and and I was really fortunate to 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 have some of the the neighboring hacker spaces come from the Netherlands, Luxembourg, uh, Brussels, and uh, have them give several workshops like soldering and and, and yeah tinkering with LEDs and Arduino boards because for me this is also an important part of, of hacking because people a lot of people consider it still to be like exploits and and, and, and pen testing black hat white hat gray hat but it, I think uh, a big part of hacking is also about making things not, not just breaking it so for me that was an important part to include in the conference uh, because I really wanted to be a positive uh, event because it was the first time in Belgium and most people still think when they're here the word hacking that's about illegal activities and stuff like that and, and I think we changed uh, the views of a lot of people so would it be fair to, to maybe suggest that it was a, a security conference for security people almost you know designed by security people for security people and maybe not so much about 
selling, you know, not so much about the media hype, but actually about what it is that we love and do for a living. Exactly. Awesome. I just like meeting people, sharing knowledge. Uh, and I, I think that's 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 really one of the of the cornerstones why we started Brookholm. I uh, I mean, as I've said before, I'm immensely jealous that I I didn't get to Brookholm. Um, immensely jealous um, because just for the hype that was surrounding you guys, that, that maybe the two weeks before Brookholm had, had started, you could from the side like I say from the sidelines really smelled that that. This was going to be an awesome, awesome uh, conference and event, and, and, and I'm sure you know. Even from this side, you know, it's easy for me to say that Benny, you, you've you've done an awesome job. Um, but what well, would you? Just the team. Yeah. Well, you know, when I say, when I say you, Benny, I, I know that you're you're part of a team, and there's no I in team. There's, that's that's certainly true. What was the? What was? If you could change one thing, Benny, what would it? What would you do? If what would you do differently? Well, I, I wouldn't change too too much uh, about the concepts what we did. Um, well, there are small details we need to figure out. Um, well, to monitor where people need to be. Uh, just behind the scenes, uh, some, some small details, but actually uh, everything went uh, qu quite well. Um, catering uh, can be improved. It was like an emergency solution because we really started too late uh, looking into it. And uh, like we had uh, Belgian fries in the evening. And uh, well, we'll, we'll keep, continue to keep it, but uh, we're looking into having a more a variety, more selection of, of things to eat in the in the evening, because some people like uh, Belgian fries, but some people well prefer to have something else. Chris, what was um, you know what was how was how was Brewcon for you? I mean, what I suppose I'm trying to ask is is I mean, you really you know we'd laughed and joked about it beforehand, but I mean, pretty much anywhere that had a security conference this year, you were at, and you know it, it, it must be great to have you know a somewhat educated view is probably not the right term. I, I can't find the right words that I'm looking for, but you know sampling so many different conferences, and you you've said that you enjoyed Brewcon. What was the bit that that really rocked the boat for you, uh, really kind of well, rocked it for you. Yeah, I mean there are a couple of things. I mean, the one thing is I really like the one track um, conference. I mean, it's just, you go to someone like DefCon, someone like Black Hat, you got six conferences, six talks going on at the same time, and it's always the same. You you get three talks on at the same time. You want to see them all. You just can't. And that kind of that kind of leads you to running around between rooms who you know, that could be miles away from each other, literally miles away from each other sometimes. Um, to try and catch all of the all of the talks you want to catch, and then when you get there, there's no seats left, and um, and it's just too busy. And what I really liked about Brucon was there was one track, and they had such good talks. Um, but I mean, if there was something that you didn't want to see or something you'd already seen somewhere else, um, then there was always you know a workshop or two going on at the same time. And then there was the the hex challenge, which was being put on by uh, Didier Stevens and Peter Hannity. Um, which was great. I mean, I didn't get enough, enough chance to really play. Basically, it, you know, the, the idea of the Hex Challenge was it was kind of 
it's not the typical capture the flag style thing that goes on at these kind of events. There was a bit of reverse engineering, you know, kind of trivia questions, as well as some you know, typical capture the flag penetration testing stuff, and kind of a bit of hardware hacking as well. Um, and I was uh, I, I teamed up with a friend of mine there, and we we kind of did you know some of the trivia stuff. We did some of the hardware hacking stuff, which I'm not particularly good at. Um, but I mean, even though we'd only played for maybe a couple of hours, we came in I think ninth in the contest. Um, which was, you know, kind of an achievement for us. It's like, wow, look, what can you do for a couple of hours? You can, you can achieve so much. But there were people who played it for the whole time they were there, um, and I mean, they, they must have really enjoyed it. And, and I think that those guys spent a lot of time organising that, and I really respect that because it's a lot of work to organise those kind of events. Um, so, I mean, my wish for the conference was that I had at least two days longer to play the hex challenge because I think it would have been great if I had more time. So yeah, I think it's it's a team of, of seven people, and unfortunately, I don't uh, know them all by heart. But uh, uh, the DJ Peter and and the rest, uh, well, congratulations because uh, I think uh, a lot of people enjoyed it. Just uh, I something to to fill in uh, the gaps and during the break, something uh, to have fun with, and for some people, just playing it full time. So. <coughs> Was is it is it with the one track? Is it fair to say that then that kind of the buzz that you get from the conference kind of kind of trans transcends well, the buzz that you get from say a particular talk that that was very you know very engaging? Were you finding people in bars talking to each other? But did you talking to each other about it, or you know was it you were going to see presentations and then getting caught up in the next thing and the next thing or next thing? I mean, there was a lot of conversation going on. There was a there was a huge lounge area which was very well done. From from you know, what I could see, it was everyone had enough room to sit and talk, and you know there was enough to keep people busy there. But there were lots of people, you know, just talking about stuff they'd seen. And and as it was such a a kind of a smaller conference, more personal conference, you could sit with the person who just did the talk and and discuss it with them you know we we quite regularly kind of just went out drinking in the evening and it was just like okay going to go out with chris gates chris nickerson uh jason e street and you know robin wood uh you know and just kind of people who you who you knew from the industry and you just you know have some drinks have a chat as it was such a personal conference you know if you had questions about it the guys were there they weren't just flying in to give a talk and then flying out again they were they were really there for the conference and they really enjoyed it as well. You um you couldn't have chosen a better weekend for a conference, a security conference either. I mean, talk about a weekend when you've had major security vulnerabilities either a couple of days before or even while you're there. It must have been pretty awesome to have some really big security vulnerabilities and that many security people in the one place at the one time. Talking about security must have been awesome. I'm, I'm referring to some of the SMB and denial of service stuff that we've seen against our Microsoft friends recently. Um, but it, I was sitting there thinking that, you know, at the time I think it was on the 19th that I'd, I'd heard through the the grapevine that that you know remote execution was happening on this SMB version two thing, and I was sitting there thinking, my God, there's a ton of ethical hackers sitting in Brussels at the moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some of the cream that you know the cream of the crop almost. Um, so sidetracking there. Um, so. How many how many people do you think were at Brucon then, Benny? 
more or less, take a, take a few, uh, 270 people. Um, and or um, minimum estimates, like it was more like a, a worst uh, scenario was a hundred people. So and the maximum for the for that venue was four hundred. So I'm really happy with the results for this year. Okay. Um, so it was kind of very kind of like a, a friendly atmosphere. I, I'm getting that kind of vibe with with it being yeah. a small number, not a small number, but you know what I mean. A, a, a number that you could actually get to, to meet a majority of the people there. Yeah, because um, there there has been a, a similar security conference in Luxembourg for a few years, and one of the things I always liked is, like Chris said, it's it's smaller. There's a nice atmosphere. It's, it's easier to to talk to to speakers. And that's what I like about our venue and our events. Uh, okay, the first edition is, is like 200, 270 people, but personally for me, I prefer it to, to keep it within the 400 limits to the limit of this venue. Um, because, yeah, you, you get it is easier to see and meet the same people uh, for next year because at the CCC Congress, which is an awesome event, but the KS Computer Congress is like 4,000 people, and I knew a lot of people and some colleagues that that uh, from the industry that were also there, and I think in four days I bumped only once into them. All right. Yeah, it's, it's really really difficult to see and find people because it's it's become so massive, and uh, well, the atmosphere uh, well suffers a bit from it. Um, I mean, Chris, uh, were you, uh, were you um, am I right in thinking that you were talking or something this year at, at, at BrewCon? Or I, I was, I was, ho I was hoping to do a lightning talk, but um, there yeah, was the, no thunder. yeah, yeah, <laughs> there was no thunder with that. Now, um, it, it was more a case of that uh, I was being selfish. Um, you know, the 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 lightning talks kind of clashed with two of the talks I really really wanted to see. So it was it was a decision for me: do I do I make the talk or do I not make the talk? And I mean, I, I wish I'd given the lightning talk um, personally. I mean, I'm I'm hoping to next year certainly if I'm invited. But um, you know, was, I, personally for me, it was like at that time there was stuff on I really wanted to see that I hadn't seen before anywhere else. Um, and, I, and I really wanted to be there for the talks. So and I, I was blogging from the event as well. Um, uh, very very quickly. <laughs> Some people were, were claiming that I had a time machine and therefore were blogging before people had even finished giving their presentations. Um, but no, I, I, I really wanted to go to the talk, so it didn't really give me the chance to do a lightning talk this year. Just yeah, up. didn't you win something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I won, I won uh, the uh, t-shirt the for the, uh, the most tweets during the event, I think it was, wasn't it? Um, I could also be said as the the most loudmouth person on Twitter at the event. <laughs> that was me. So yeah. Uh, you also blogged like almost about every presentation there. So uh, you're also the the biggest blogger uh, blogger of uh, Brucon. So, yeah, I get a free, I get a press pass next year then. Benny, this is this is his redemption for like blogging nothing at Defcon. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Where he did yeah. have a press pass. <laughs> Well, hey, no, I, really. I only blog from the premium events, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, uh, I, I'm going to pick on you slightly, Chris. I have to be honest with you because, and let me get this right. This year, you've been to DefCon, Hacking at Random, BrewCon. Have I missed anything so far? 
Oh, this year? Are we talking the whole year or just yeah. the last two months? Well, the, the whole year. Yeah, the whole year. Let's let, let, let's have a look at the whole year for a second. Wait, what have I been to this year? Uh, uh, Infosec um, in London, which is a bit yeah. of a bust. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Um, uh, first conference in Japan. Um, Black Hat, Defcon, um, Hacking at Random, Brucon, and then coming up, I've got There's Computer Congress. Yeah, I guess Computer Congress. I've got the Sands Conference in London in December, which is going to be great. Um, and I've got DeepSec and ITSecX, which are both Aust- Austrian cons. I can't really not go to the cons in Austria if I'm in Austria. So. Um, <laughs> and so. and after, after which conference do you think your girlfriend will change the locks? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? When? Has she not already done that? <laughs> uh, after BrewCon, I'm in the car doing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the conferences that you've been to so far... Um, what was out of all of them, and and I'm sure Benny would be okay if you say say a different conference here. What was the one talk that really captured your imagination, Chris? The one talk, oh, oh man, that's really hard. There's been so many good good talks. I mean, I'll give you three if you really want. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, thanks. Great. I've got three. Three from like a hundred. <laughs> um, I mean, there was some. There was. There's been a lot of good talks. Actually, ironically, probably at least two of them come from Brucon. Um, in my top three, um, my in no particular order, going in date order really. Um, a conversation that I had and a presentation I saw at uh, first conference in Japan about uh, Microsoft's um, patching of the MSO8067 SMB um, floor. Um, that was kind of really good from a technical point of view, just being able to see what Microsoft had done and how they dealt with it. Um, so that was kind of educational, and I met some of the guys from Microsoft, um, who were meant to be at BrewCon, but who didn't seem to to, to make it, probably due to the other SMB floor. In, <laughs> I was going to say they were slightly busy at that yeah, point. Was, they were slightly busy at that point. I get a feeling he got to the airport and then got a phone call to go back again. So, um, But I mean, the other two that, that kind of really opened my eyes were open source information gathering from Chris Gates and the Red and Tiger teaming from Chris Nickerson. Which were two of the two of the talks I I mentioned earlier on, which were both at Brucon, um, and they just really kind of hit home with what I'm doing and you kind know, of what we should be doing in this industry instead of just kind of turning up on day one and saying right I'm going to run Nmap I'm going to run Nessus there you go look there's a floor I'm going to exploit it we're in finished they're taking it more from the personal meat layer floors uh, social engineering you know kind of taking the almost the easy way in you know it's kind of like you know getting to know the person who you're attacking and i think their their talks really melded well together and i think i got a lot out of their talks could i ask you another question chris um i don't want to keep on picking on you do you think that for me i mean i didn't make it to any of the events but i feel like um I was still able to be a part of it in some way, shapes, and forms through, you know, media and twittering and blog posts and so on and so forth. Is it me, or does this year seem to have been an incredibly good year for, for ethical hacking and, and and security conferences and a lot of decent quality content and information getting out for for people? Uh, or am I just kind of, you know? No, I mean it's it, it it's. It's been a good year and it's been a bad year. Um, from from my point of view, it's you know, I, and this isn't against Brucon because I, I think the event was great, but I think there's almost kind of like now too much 
conferences going on. Um, and I don't, I don't fit Brucon into that pile of there's too much because there was a big gap there that needed to be filled, and Brucon filled it, and it was, and it was a great event. But I think now there's a lot of big companies kind of going, wow, look, people are making money on this. We're just going to run our own conference, and what they what they offer is they'll just get three big names in and then fill the rest with stuff, you know, kind of um, marketing ploys disguised as as talks. Um, and what I really enjoyed about Brucon was that th there's none of that. There was not a single person who I met at the con or a single thing that I saw at the con that said, this is what our company does and this is what our product does. Everyone was just, I'm talking from a personal point of view and this is this is what I'm going to talk about. There was There was really no kind of, I work for X company and we're selling this and this is how it works. Um, and I've, I've kind of I've started to see that kind of infecting some of the bigger conferences, even kind of Black Hat DEF CON is kind of, not so much DEF CON because people tend to throw things, but, um, but a Black Hat, yeah, it was kind of, you know, I work for McAfee, for example, being picking on them because they're going in like a super hacker. Um, and, um, and sort of like, we're going to talk about antivirus. And I was like, oh, well, this isn't going to be a marketing thing at all. You know, it's like, you know, every chance they can get, they say, well, our product does things slightly differently. And it's, it, and, I see that coming along more and more, and and those are the kind of talks that I don't want to I don't want to be associated with. I don't I don't want to write a blog entry about someone's brand new shiny product that that they're trying to sell to everyone. I'd much rather write about you know you know for example um, Craig Balding's uh, great talk that he did on on cloud security. I went in not knowing anything about cloud security and came out thinking, wow, this cloud security thing's great. I still don't like it, but it's great. I mean, so. I mean, for me um, personally, I've uh, someone that that it just seems to me that, that that there was an awful lot of really good content being done, and that what posted that home to me is the great work that the guy does at this securitytube.net uh, or .com. I, I can't remember, but the 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 site .net, .net who who just uh, I follow him on Twitter, and it's just you know you're getting three or four incredibly great videos, and and some of them are, are conference related, and so on and so forth. Um, and it, it's been for me very very good because I've been able to to actually get into to, to what people are talking about, and actually get to watch them. And I've been very impressed with the work that that guy's done over there. But um, Benny, is is there any plans to have the, the the was there any audio or video recorded at Brucon this year? Uh, actually, I've been just uh, tweeting uh, about it. Oh, mate, hour. you're tweeting while uh, you're on the line to me? That's just shocking, Benny. Yeah, no, it's just before, <laughs> just before. Uh, that's, we're, we're looking for mirrors to host the files. I actually have the videos ready. Okay. So is that and, and ironically, ironically, uh, Frank Autonessus has uh, also posted to say that he's quite happy to be a mirror. So he did get on the podcast, even though he's not on the podcast. Yeah, but for regular listeners, um, we, it feels like we're you know we're going through a trial separation without our brother in arm Autonessus. Uh, it feels like you know I'm having separation anxieties at the moment. <laughs> Um, so there is there is audio, there is video. You're just looking for uh, a mirror at the moment. So yeah, um, the presentations themselves, the PDFs are uh, all online except for two, I think. So you can already download those. What's the and for the just to put you on the spot, Benny? What's the, the do you know what the URL is for the presentations? 
Yeah, brucon.org and uh, just, just go to the schedule. The, the schedule, the list of presentations, uh, but, but after the text, uh, the abstract, there, there's a PDF icon uh, for each presentation. And as soon as I can upload uh, the videos to one or two mirrors, I will put all, uh, the link uh, on the video page of Brucon, uh, because it's 1.18 uh, gigabytes and, well, Every ADSL has, has, has limited upload speed, so I'm, I'm going to see. Maybe I have a friend at the university. Maybe I'm going to drop a DVD, and it's like a hundred megabit upload. So. Did you not see this thing in South Africa where it was quicker to send a carrier pigeon with four and a half gigabits than it was to send it down an ADSL modem? Uh, ADSL modem. You, I'm sure you guys are busy at the conference at the time. Do, do you guys hear about this? No, yeah. no. But Probably. This, this is awesome. Um, they, they they actually did a test, and uh, this guy had got a, a carrier pigeon with a USB of four and a half gigabits, and sent the carrier pigeon with the four and a half gigabits, and uh, got um did an ADSL to upload four and a half gigabits, and uh, the the carrier pigeon won by about four and a half hours or something. Uh, so. <laughs> But but the latency must be really crap. <laughs> yeah, problem. and your packets, your, your packets don't usually get shot by farmers either. So <laughs> it's not often. Wasn't there an RFC? Yeah, IP over pigeon. I'd seen this somewhere before as well. I was just yeah, thinking about that. There are two or three like this. There's IP uh, over sheep, <laughs> and I. And IP over pigeon, and then the third one I remember it's really good was the RFC about the uh, the TCP uh, of or or the IP flag, uh, the evil bit. Yeah. Just just forget firewalls. Just filter on the evil bit. If 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 it's an evil uh, cyber criminal, the bit is set to one. First packets and all good packets are zero. <laughs> Just Google for it. It's, uh, actually, it's like I don't know how people can can write it because it's like forty pages. That's someone taking yeah, the joke RFC. far too seriously, isn't it? <laughs> it's really RFC with all the details. It's like uh, it's RFC thirty-five fourteen. Yeah. It just doesn't surprise me that you know that, Chris. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it at the moment on Wikipedia. I couldn't remember what it was. So I, I think the release date always was the 1st of April. I'm yeah. actually curious of the, if there was one released this year. <laughs> um, yeah, but some of, these, some of these RFCs come across as April Fool jokes, and then you just realize it's, you know, web encryption or something. <laughs> I um, In the interest of keeping the show uh, a little bit shorter, um, I just want to kind of maybe wrap up in the in the next couple of five or ten minutes. But I mean, Benny, do you? I mean, how? I mean, for, for the HBR listeners that don't know, I mean, I've I do a Software Freedom Day event in, in Scotland. It's quite a big one, and and I find that by the time I'm finished, I'm still by the time I get through that event, I'm I'm and I'm an organizer of it that, that I'm very very exhausted tired and 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 can't possibly think about anything else i can imagine that that was 
times by 10 for you, Benny. Um, I, I, I mean, I joked about it at the beginning, but are you, you're starting to recover and, and, and there's maybe not the hangover, the right word, but the, the, the you know, calmness coming back to the barn almost. Well, it's it's almost done. There's still some uh, after Brucon work, like uh, Bill's administration. Uh, but but uh, the email volume, uh, because the organization uh, of, of the conference is done, uh, it's really going down, so there are less emails to respond to. And, well, next weekend uh, is, is, is the first free weekend. I really look uh, forward to, to having a long sleep. So are we to expect slurring Twitters from you on Sunday morning, then? Well, I... My my security for all block, uh, well, it's like um, it's suspended animation, and I might pick up uh, that one uh, because I think it's like I, I used to block one one post a day, and it more for the last month it's it's one uh, one each month. So. so you stuck it into a deep freeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really didn't want to say on the block like I don't have to, time to block anymore because people. People said, like, well, just don't mention it, and, and when you have time to blog, just blog again. And, and but, uh, well, yeah, it, it, uh, I learned a lot about having a lot of work and, and learning to be more time efficient. And yeah, that's just, uh, Brucon was a good exercise. So uh, I I remember that after my first Software Freedom Day uh, event, someone saying to to me, uh, you know. Oh, I'm looking forward to next year's, and me sitting there thinking, you know, maybe, maybe not. And it's amazing. Within four or five days, you kind of, yeah, it was really good. It was nice to see speakers. They were all very happy. Lots of people were entertained. Are you at that point yet, where, you know, you can start to think about, you know, maybe next year? Yeah, but I, I, I'm a. Thinking a bit about like that next year um, we will have more experience. Uh, it's not the first edition. We can improve on things. But on the other hand, because I'm not saying it was perfect, but because we did quite well, we're under pressure to, to deliver at at least the same result. So uh, it's like a double-edged sword. I, you kind of set the bar quite high on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Benny, I, I think there's absolutely no doubt that you and your team will definitely do better than last than this year. I mean, your your passion for what you guys set out to achieve, in my belief, is what got you over the finishing line and, and produced such a good good event that everyone's really proud to have attended it and, and, and been a part of. Um, I remember first speaking to you to uh, go. It must be you know ten ten twelve weeks ago or something like that, and just coming off the call from you thinking how you know passionate and excited you were about to get this off and I, I mean personally I'm just chuffed that it was such a great event for you guys I am really really you know stoked for you there um, and I mean Chris it, it's been really good to actually have you come onto the calls as well you know and, and you know like I say I didn't get to get to any of them so it was it was really nice to have someone that had been there uh especially 
especially to especially someone from the industry itself you know having that ethical hacking eye on things um benny are you are you conferencing at all for the rest of the year or are you just conferenced out now um I wanted to go to uh, Hack.alu, uh, the, the one in Luxembourg, but I don't have any training or holidays uh, left to get off work. Um, um, if, you've not got, if, you've, if you've not got the flu or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's not that far, so I, I might just drive there and have a drink with some of the people there in the evening. And uh, the only one really uh, on my schedule is the Chaos Computer Congress, which is like uh, yeah, a bit of a Christmas holiday. Uh, I think it's third time for me now. <laughs> um, as I say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap up the the, the, sh the, the interview for now. Um, Chris, is there anything you you know the shameless plug moment that we all do in podcasting? Chris, is there anything that that you'd like to to wrap up with? Anything that you'd want to say or promote or, or, or all three? No, no, I'm I'm good. I'm just I'd, I'd like to give thanks to everyone who helped organise BrewCon, and I know Benny's not the only one, but I'd like to thank Benny for his contribution because I know he's worked hard, um, and I saw him running around the conference sweating profusely and looking confused, um, and. and it, he really did work particularly hard at the event and I know lots of other people did and I hope that everyone who's listening is going to consider coming next year because it would be nice to meet everyone in uh, podcaster land or however people refer to it um, you know and it, I, I really I really love the event and I'm I'm really happy to be part of it and um, I'm looking forward to 2010 already <laughs> and Benny is there anything that you'd like to shamelessly promote or, or say uh, no, thank you for having me on the podcast. And uh, if you want to see the presentations and the videos, uh, check the the website uh, in a few days. Uh, we'll try to get them online as soon as possible, so everybody can have a sneak peek uh, about what happened uh, on Brucon. The the blog posts and the pictures uh, from some people are also already mentioned, so you can uh, check out the the hacker lounge with the arcade arcade games. Right. I mean, for me personally, Benny and Chris, I'd really like to thank you for taking the time to come and speak to us and, and share your experiences with the, the HPR audience. Um, I mean, it's no no secret that I was incredibly jealous of the work that you guys have done. I'd love to have been there. And it's just nice that we have people in the industry that are willing to, to give back and, and to share. And for that, I do thank you and all my guests that have been on in, in the past. Um, in the in the in the interest of keeping everyone uh everyone on page almost could i get your your blog addresses chris what's your blog yeah my blog's um at www.c22.cc and are you one of those twitterers yeah unfortunately i tend to be a twitter yeah uh, twit at least yeah. <laughs> uh, that's uh it's just uh at chris john riley which is r i l e y Okay, and if anyone knows from the first time I interviewed Chris, I spelled his name completely wrong. So there's some that's, other guy. That's why I. That's why I spelled it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Even I can't spell my name right. Yeah, it's amazing what I can spell wrong. <laughs> and Benny, uh, and what's your blog address if people want to to, to have a look at your blogs, your blog posting? 
uh, block dot uh, security for all dot uh, be with uh, four as in the number and not spelled out. Okay, so it's the numeric four. Yeah, security number four all dot be. Okay, and do you, do you, do you Twitter? Do, can people follow you on Twitter, or are you you're not into? Yeah, it's uh, at security for all uh, the Twitter account. So I tend to be more active on Twitter. Uh, than blogging because yeah it's it's doesn't take as much time. And <laughs> You've only got 160 characters to worry about. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, you, you can't you can't say anything that embarrassing in 140 characters. I don't know. Well, actually, <laughs> yeah, actually you can. Yeah. Anyway, I'll take that back. Just cut that actually, episode. Yeah. I'm 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 curious if uh, Chris will maintain his crown of uh, biggest. Uh, Twitter on uh call next year. Oh, I doubt it. As soon as as soon as people realised they were they were just twittering constantly. You know, it's, it's like yeah. almost almost as soon as you uh, you called me out and said here's a t shirt I was like, um, okay and I went back to went back to sit down and suddenly you know, people were twittering all over the place. It was like maybe there's a price <laughs> for second place. Quick, quick, quick. You know, twittering words, everything they could. In other words it's like you got a t shirt for twittering. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, d I did it on purpose to not announce it. I yeah. just wanted to know who's, who's the person most active on Twitter. But, uh, well, maybe I'll, I'll give another t-shirt next year. Maybe not. Who knows? Well, maybe next year you can do who's who's blogging them. No, that wouldn't work either. So, yeah, maybe you yeah, could run who's, a competition. Who's blogging the most? <laughs> you could maybe find and do a competition for who's twittering the, la the, the least and the then, least. Uh, <laughs> you know, get them a t-shirt going, you know, I came to this conference and I couldn't be asked to Twitter. <laughs> well, I didn't want to announce it so people would get spammy, but uh, yeah, just like uh, Chris was spreading the word about Brooklyn on Twitter, and uh, well, yeah, I had a hunch it was him, but I actually had someone write a, a script to have statistics, and yeah, my hunch was right. <laughs> right, guys, I'm uh, I'm, I'm going to wrap up the show. Um, I'd like to, to thank both of my guests today, um, who, as I say, uh, it's very, I'm very grateful that they took the time and to come and speak to us, and it's, it's brilliant that they share their experiences. Um, and you can follow their Twitters and their blog posts, and I do encourage you to do so. Uh, there's lots of great information that I, I've found on, on both Chris's and, and Frank's and Otto and Esther's from previous shows and stuff like that. Um, what I'd also like to mention to the, the Hacker Public Radio audience, um, if you guys want to get involved in producing your own podcast, it really couldn't be any easier with Hacker Public Radio. Um, if there's something that you really want to share or talk about or, or a project that you're interested in or much like myself, find someone that you want to interview, um, you can produce a show if you contact either Enigma or Klaatu at Hacker Public Radio. Uh, they can help you get your show aired out, and, and you too can be part of the HBR, uh, HBR podcasters. Um, so, as left for me to do is, once again, thank you all for listening to Hacker Public Radio, and we'll catch you the next time. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.